want to know the tea on savings? During your mortgage application, you'll be showing your ability to meet your monthly repayments. One of the best ways to do this is showing regular monthly savings. But here's the thing, these savings can include any rent that you currently pay. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The First Time Buyer's Bible by Bank of Ireland. Demystifying the home buying journey through conversations with experts. I'm here this week on the First Time Buyer's Bible with the solicitor, the fabulous Paula McHugh. Welcome and thank you for coming in. Thank you. Lovely to see you again. It's so nice to see you. We were just talking earlier and we actually met on a plane on a flight to London. (laughs) Yeah. And you gave me some of the best advice. I was going through a very difficult stage of grief at the time and you had said to me, um, oh my God, actually, like it's so emotional. You had said to me, it's about a year and a season before you've get back to yourself you know you learn to live with grief but a year in a season is yeah. what most people need and because I was saying I'll never feel normal again and it just stayed with me so thank you for being here today and thank Aww. you for it was the best advice I think anyone has ever given me it really resonated with me and you were on a way to your way to a dear friend's funeral at the time yeah and we really bonded yes we, we, we did it was such a funny <laughs> thing did. to happen on I a plane know. on a way to a funeral I like have tears in my eyes about it and yeah. it was just so nice and I think I was meant to meet you that day I'm a yeah. firm believer in that yeah we were meant to sit next to each other and every flight I've taken since my stepfather passed I've sat next to somebody where it's either been a family member of his or someone that knew their family and you I thought I wonder what the reason was we were sitting next to you and you, you gave me your card afterwards. That's right. And I remember thinking, and we had spoken about the first time by our journey because I was telling you what I do mm-hmm. and you were just so kind about the process and you really spoke about how there's not enough out there for people being like really behind first time buyers and the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, God, we're definitely going to do something with this. And then when I asked you to be on the podcast, you had said, oh, I was just thinking about you this week. And I thought, oh my God, we're so tethered on this. Yes. I'm just so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that like the timing and everything worked out because it's yeah. just a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. No yeah. Worries. And I'm so happy that you got a resource from that conversation. Oh, like I that. really yeah. did. That's really nice. It was just lovely yeah. and it really just made me feel like sometimes a stranger can just have such an impact with just kind words when you feel like no one understands, you know? It was yeah. lovely. It was oh. really nice. Oh. <laughs> Here I go again now, offering. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about your career, like wh- who you are and what you do. Oh yeah, well I'm a solicitor and I have a general practice and I live in Milltown and the general practice is in my garden so it's a very much cottage sort of environment. Um, I work in conveyancing and so buying and selling the houses and my practice is 32 years old and I'm really enjoying working with first time buyers and working with yeah, the exciting stage of life, like of new, young and older people coming in the door to buy their house for their first time, you know. Yeah. And I'm finding that when they do come in, they're actually really anxious and nervous. And, yeah. um, you know, they've been through a process of getting their loan, of finding a house, of all the rest. And I re- really like to be able to offer the kind of settle down now and we can get into the process together and, you know, to offer the part that's where it's an exciting process. Yeah, you're the solicitors I love to meet because huh. you think about the person's emotional welfare during the process. A lot of people feel like the person that they didn't get to know as much during the process was the solicitor. But you're so pro that 
in person guiding people through there's someone there to hold your hand like it's not the grey area that some people experience yeah yeah I mean I'd be I'd be very experienced in conveyancing anyway but I also have a background in psychotherapy and trauma therapy and yeah. that, so. <laughs> I was worried about the sending so to yeah <laughs> and the nervous system and um you know, like buying buying and selling houses is it's a big deal. It's a big deal in somebody's mm-hmm. life, and so it, you know when they're stepping and embarking on that journey, it can bring up an awful lot between couples. You know, for a person on their own, it brings up a lot. Yeah. And for me, what I'm trying to offer, I suppose, is that additional piece of being able to, like, offer something to soothe the nervous system as they come in the door, basically, and just you know settle down and enter the process, um, knowing that they're in good hands. Yeah. And and, you know, to offer that really. Yeah. The energy of that is just so nice, you know, because yeah. I think for like someone like me, for example, I have no legal background and that is something that I will never learn properly or fully. Yeah. So knowing that you're in hand, the hands of an expert who doesn't expect you to know everything yeah. and is going to take care of it and keep you informed is key. Yeah. So how would you give somebody who doesn't have a clue about the conveyancing, buying a house process from start to finish? How would you describe it? I see the process as like a four stage process. So I'll just describe what would happen if you were to contact our office. At the stage that you're going to come to us, you will definitely have had your loan approval. Um, You should probably look for a solicitor around the time of loan approval and looking for your house. But most people don't do that. And that's okay. Okay. And so they arrive to us going, oh, I've just put in a booking deposit of 10,000 and they're looking for the name and address of the solicitor. (laughs) And that's all good. So... The first point of contact. So people phone up and we have a good chat on the phone about where the house is located and who the estate agent is, all of those type of things. We look for what's called your AMLs, which is your photographic ID, your utility bill. And we often ask, and it's kind of a funny question to ask people, and I always preempt it, you know, if you're married or single, it's such an yeah. Irish question to ask, it is isn't it? So... Like it brings up so much for me just to ask that question. I know. So like, you know, whatever gender you are, people will be asking if you're married or single. And the reason they're doing that is because it's Family Home Protection Act and you have to do a declaration. So if you're married, married or single if you're single you don't have to send in a marriage cert if you're if you're married you have to send a marriage cert that's okay, the only so reason for you, the question if you're single you've got less paperwork <laughs> exactly and that's great <laughs> exactly then we have a thing called a pre-contract questionnaire and then we always say you know sit down with a cup of tea go home and print off that pre-contract questionnaire and you're going to fill it out and it's not too torturous um, but <laughs> Like it's 15 pages, but you just <laughs> fill in all this detail. Yeah. And so then what happens is you send that pre-contract questionnaire filled in back to us and you send in your AMLs and that triggers us to open a file for you. And so then it kind of goes into the next stage. And this is the kind of conversation I would be having with somebody on the phone. It's almost as if you're asking me this yeah. now, you know, <laughs> so I would be saying to you, so pay your deposit, give our details. And the next piece of the process will be that the the estate agent then gives the vendor solicitors my name and address. And also you also give the bank my name and address. So you give Bank of Ireland my name and address and then Simultaneously, hopefully, the vendor solicitors will send me contracts and title Mm -hmm. and the bank will send me the mortgage and mortgage documents. And when we have those in, then we'll be phoning you to make an appointment to come in. And it's at that stage that we're going to be meeting you. And that's gone into stage two then. It's when we have your contracts and we have your 
your loan approval and any time in between those two places that first stage and second stage you can ring yeah. the most important thing I suppose between those two places is if you're a first time buyer and you're buying a second hand house mm-hmm. then you must organise a surveyor yeah. so it's it's like people say oh do I really have to do that it's going to cost so much whatever yes you do Yeah. you absolutely have to organise a, a surveyor it does, some people can say oh my broker or somebody told me it's only oh, it's three years it is a must a must must. our surveyor episode we were talking about the pricing of it and how it is just worth its weight in gold if you're going to do this process you want to do it well you have to get a surveyor yeah and it's a time where you are paying out money and you're trying to save money Mm -hmm. but you don't skimp on that cost you don't skimp on your solicitor and you don't skimp on your surveyor well you'll pay it you'll pay more later on you will pay more do you want want a bigger bill later or do you want a smaller bill that can take care of that yeah. And yeah. also, you know, if this isn't the house for you and there's something found, um, it's really, really good to stop the process there and then. You'll find your house. You'll yeah. definitely find your yeah, home, you know. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but you would definitely want to know if there's something wrong with the house and the work that you might have to do. Yeah. To Better the devil, it. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then that's kind of stage one. And so by the time you come to see us, you'll already have had your survey, you have your loan offer in and the contracts will have arrived into us. So in between stage one and stage two, we prepare all that paperwork. You know, we do declarations. Oh, it's all kind of title and boring stuff that yeah. sisters do. <laughs> don't, don't worry we, about stuff it. Stuff we thankfully don't have to worry about. You don't have to yeah. worry about it at all. You just have to show up. But the thing about that is, is that when you come in, it's really, that's the time for an exhale. Like yeah. you've arrived. Like yeah. you've worked so hard to get to this place. You know, it's time to like, just go, okay. Yeah. And I always say, to people it's probably one of those nuggets now I always say to people this is a process and it can be really super stressful and super stressful between say couples or if the person's buying it on their own just super stressful Mm. or actually it doesn't have to be stressful you know and that you're going to get to this place one way or the other you're going to end up there you can choose whether you want to have it to be stressful or not Yeah. and so I often say like just hand that over yeah. before you go outside yeah you don't need to become an expert because yeah. you're paying an expert it's yeah. like you're handing it over now like you've done all your work to get your you know all those documents you have to upload to get a loan like my daughter went through the process <laughs> recently and it's funny seeing it from that side you know but this that stage where you come in and you're signing your contracts you'll have questions that that meeting takes anything between three quarters of an hour to an hour so some really? people are like yeah that, and it's such an important meeting. I it think. is a really important meeting. Because yeah. you're scared. Like at that stage, you are a bit scared. You know, you've you're done everything. Scared, yeah. And you're yeah. almost on your own. You know, like there's, you're meeting everybody the whole way along. But this is, I always say this is like a, a very safe expert. Yeah. Because they're the legal expert. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and also you're kind of stepping over a threshold, like two thresholds, one yeah. into your new home. But also you're stepping into this kind of legal world that you might be used yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it does take three quarters of an hour to an hour. And it depends on, on, you might have questions ask them you know and then you have to sign a lot of paperwork so you're signing your loan offer so this yeah. is in stage two you're mm-hmm. signing loan offer you're signing your contract. is that when they meet you or just, they meet me yeah. and then they sign their contracts they sign their loan offer they sign all the documents leading to the loan like the mortgage mm-hmm. documents everything is signed up and we even draft our purchase deed and it's signed then so we try to um, anticipate everything so that maybe somebody doesn't want to come 
travel back. Now, sometimes they have to because it's the vendors. I mean, if ever there was you like you would not mind traveling back if it's to do with legal documents yeah, of a yeah. house. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's See, the la- that's the one thing I think like this is the one stage not to scrimp the effort on. Yeah. Like really. Yeah, it's a very big thing. If they ask yeah. you to turn around a document in 48 hours, make that your priority. Yeah. If they ask you to come back in it's the like I must say the legal stage through my experience is yeah. the stage where like just do as they say when they need you to do it yeah and you'll never regret it exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it's at that stage that we go through kind of an account with you so at that stage you will know like what your stamp duty is going to be your land mm-hmm. registry fees all of those type of things our professional fee and then you'll know at that stage you will have to have the balance of your deposit this is super important actually oh yes for you to know yeah so say you buy a house for 300,000 mm-hmm. then the deposit that you have to pay on signing in your contract the full deposit will be 30,000 so if you've paid seven with your estate agent you're going to have to pay 23 when you come to me Mm -hmm. so it's the balance of the 10% and so you need to kind of have that lined up you also need to have the balance of the proceeds to say you need to prove you can do those bits but that's something you want to have ready so you will know going out the door then oh I have to transfer this amount of money where I have to transfer it to Mm -hmm. and actually the account that we give you is kind of like a bible and it takes you through the process so stage Two then is complete when you've got your um, contract signed Mm -hmm. and you go off. And and part of the contract signing is we need to agree a closing date. So the solicitor will be saying to you, okay, so it's some people think, oh, it's up to them, but it's not actually (laughs) up to them at all. It's up to the vendor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the the person who's selling the house, they may need to buy another house. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in a new development, definitely they're just going to tell you when it's going to be finished. Yeah. And and they may say to you, it's in January and it may not be till May. You know, all those things can come up. You have to kind of, there is, you can set a date but mm-hmm. I would say seven times out of ten, yeah, the date will move. Even if it's just a day, yeah, the date will move. Yeah, so we always there. use that fa- fa- phrase of like, okay, we're going to work towards that date. Yeah, you well, know? that's just like I always say, it's like a stick. Yeah, and in the ground that you can just we're all aiming towards that, yeah. and doing our best. And I t- and I try to make sure that the people who are sitting in front of me hear that because they don't mm. want to hear that mm-hmm. they want to hear there's a definite yeah. and um, and it's like some people go away still with that in their heads and yeah. I have to still say to them remember we said we're working towards this day you and know? it's so important I think like I thought going into my first few transactions like oh this is the 15th of May like oh, it's yeah, yeah. the 15th of May I can order the couch from Ikea exactly. um, I'll order the internet for the tenant yeah. and I remember my first one just being like hang on I have about 20 orders and all these moving parts and I remember this solicitor said to me but that's like like you say that's the day all parties are working towards yeah like give yourself some breathing room in and around that you know like the week before intended closing you'll know if it's closing you don't find out like the day before like we all know when we're on track something can come up in the couple of days beforehand but it's not if it's going to be extended by months you'll know you know yeah Exactly, exactly. And that's the main thing like I try to get across is do not book the removal of hands. No. Um, because sometimes that can happen. Like clients go out with a notion. Yeah. So, oh, I've been there. So like I'm trying the to notions. kind of anticipate that. Like <laughs> I just go, no, 
you know that don't try not to do that mm. and then the stage three of the process is really the stage where the solicitor works with the other solicitor and works with the bank so that's really our role yeah. like when you're you're really employing a solicitor to buy a house that you're going to be able to sell again yeah yeah honestly <laughs> yeah like, that is what the person yeah. that's on the sitting in front of the first time buyer is always really excited about the house they're going to move into yeah. and actually they don't think that they may buy in their lifetime you might it used to be three houses in a yeah. lifetime so we don't know but but my job is not like to keep you and all the excitement buzz about buying your house <laughs> my job is to be able to sell this house again yeah and also to certify the title for the bank so part of the job is that we negotiate with the bank around getting the money down drawing mm -hmm. the funds down and then there's lots of other bits and bobs that you'll need to be putting in place that we'll be saying to you, OK, so we're heading towards this closing date. And before we see you the next time, what I usually say is turn that piece of paper around <laughs> and then one or either of the person, people will turn it around and then I'll write, OK, they're the one with the list. They're going to yeah. make the list. <laughs> so they make a list of like what they're going to do between this and then. So one is to lodge the, the balance of the deposit into Amazing. my client's account. And then the second thing is like things like direct debit mandates, mortgage protection policies and and like insurance. Yeah. They all have to be kind of in place before your loan kicks off. And they can hold stuff up massively. Oh, really? They do. Yeah. 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 So you'll guide them being like, right, yeah. this, this is your timeline. Yeah. They're the things that need to be put in place before we come up to the closing date. Excellent. So you're like, I'm doing my bits and I'll meet you at the closing date. You do your bits. So we're yeah. both prepared. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. really good so that there isn't that grey area. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people don't get that kind of guiding light from. Yeah. You they know. need a list going out the door. Yeah. I definitely need a list yeah. going out the door. I and need... to leave the other part there. Yeah. You know, to, to leave, like to have that that Excel and know okay we've arrived at this and this stage this woman's going to look after this or this mm. firm you know and 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 the, in terms of drawing down the money in terms of having the money in place to get to get us to our closing yeah. and checking the title and all of those things that's why the meeting I think in person with your solicitor and having that chat like yeah. you say like getting into like being able to see each other and look each other in the yeah. eye is so important because you're asking the solicitor to do something massive like they're yeah. taking the part that you have no idea well I personally would have no idea about like deeds and everything Yeah, and you're trusting them to take that and do their side for That's you That's right. so I just think like it's we you know we were chatting about like when you have to find a solicitor like oh, yeah. just make sure that you have someone that you're like there in front of that you're yeah. like I feel like we've got a good thing going here and we can move on to the next stage exactly. someone who's going to look after you and kind you of give you the be, list exactly yeah. you need to be with somebody that you're really comfortable with yeah. and you're going to find that out like in the first time you phone or whatever um of who you're going to be comfortable with when trust your own judgment if you walk into an office and you're not comfortable with the person there don't be afraid like to go oh, actually we're just going to hold this for the moment and walk yeah. back out you know it's yeah, like I'm just doing some research yeah, you know, so yeah. it's a big deal it's it your, really is yeah. and if you're not like yeah. I wouldn't be a legal professional so I need to, to know that we're going to work well together and I feel comfortable asking you a question exactly and it's That's not like it. you know I think when you go for a solicitor that you, you really vibrate exactly yeah yeah yeah. and I mean at the moment like a lot of people who are first time buyers and they're, they're coming in they do expect a very very quick response on mm -hmm. the email it's like one question asked and then you answer that question and then another 10 come in it's like said to settle down you know yeah. to settle down like that to have to have some sort of trust like that everything yeah. is in order you know generally people who you're working with they're going to know what they're doing you know you yeah. want to be working with 
with somebody that has a good bit of experience. Your choice there makes such an impact because I've worked with different solicitors and like they were all great at what they did but I've got a solicitor now at work and she's incredible and when I started working with her I asked her less questions because I trust her so much and it was because she when I had met her when we were doing our AML and I had had a chat with her she kind of just broke down the way she works you know and she was saying like oh and I remember just thinking like having that bit of a human connection with her yeah I just I don't ask her as many questions because I, I think it's fine I let her kind of even if I asked her I don't know what I'm talking about and <laughs> the answer she gives me I don't know what she's talking about so I was kind of right. I'm asking out of nervousness sometimes or yeah. like oh I've got to seem like I'm on top of this whereas with her she's kind of like leave it with me and yeah. I love that vibe you know yeah. so I do think going until you find someone you feel like you can kind of nestle under their wing exactly but you don't have to be like what are you doing you know yeah exactly mm. exactly yeah yeah. So, so stage two is when you come in and yeah. you, we go through all that and then you go off and then in between stage two and stage three you're going to you know do do the little bits of homework yeah. on the back of your do page. You list? Do you? I yeah, love a list. Do your list. <laughs> and there might be other special conditions on your loan, um, mm-hmm. which I'll have talked you through. Some people, yeah. like a lot of first time buyers now, are getting gifts. And at Bank of Ireland, when you get a gift, you need to have a deed of confirmation. Yeah. And we would go through that with you in the loan pack. But when you have the deed of confirmation, say your mum gives you a gift, mm-hmm. then your mum will have to take the deed of confirmation off to their solicitor. Oh, wow. And then they get that witnessed by their solicitor and also a letter mm-hmm. saying that they've had independent legal advice before they gave us. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing, you know. Like yeah, it's we, great. It ticks a really good box, right? Like it, yeah, it has and, your back. And it's like the, it's like your mum knows she's never getting the money back and she doesn't have an interest in property. <laughs> and that's, and that's, it's nice and clean, you yeah. know. Because sometimes I think, you know, family members do give loans and they have expectations. And you want to make yeah. sure that if you did get money as a gift, it's there is no interest in that property. That's right. No beneficial yeah. interest. Yeah. And I think when it comes to money and stuff like that, that even if it literally is a family member yeah. you just want it tidy for both sides yeah it's nice to have just a clean boundary on yeah. it and actually the Bank of Ireland is the they offer that yeah. to, because they offer this this process mm-hmm. um, and so so that's another little thing that might come up so then between stage two and three I send the contracts back to the vendor solicitors yeah. and then the vendor will sign the contract and that's when the contract is bound in and then at the same time I'm sending the the cheque requisitions and all the documents off to the bank um, to look for the monies for prior to closing Mm. and then so they're all the things that I'm doing in the background and we're kind of heading into stage three now where I'm investigating the title I'm organising and and aligning all of what needs to be done before you're closing and then at the same time I'm looking for apportionment account for LPT so most first time buyers don't know what LPT is in this country it's local property tax yes and so it'll be the first time that they'll ever have to buy that and so you have to pay a certain amount on each house and Mm -hmm. then so there'll be an apportionment of that it's kind of like what we do with stamp duty in the UK there's like different things that are coming through yeah Yeah. I mean we do stamp duty too that's Mm -hmm. 1% of the of the purchase price so if your house is 300,000 you're going to be paying 3,000 on that and then you have things like land registry fees and that's to like register your title in the, in the right place and you have 
things like searches, you know, yeah. that are carried out. That Solicitor organises all that through their yeah. own searching company. Really what searches is about is is the vendor on the other side is entitled to sell the property in the first place. Imagine oh, if yeah. they've gone into liquidation <laughs> and you bought it from them. Oh my God. They'd be like heading yeah. for the hills with your money in their bag. So you're making sure that like they're not a bankrupt. Mm-hmm. They don't have judgments against them. And if they do, they're undertaken to discharge them. And you're making sure that the property itself doesn't have a charge on the folio. Yes. So that kind of thing. Um, pre-contract searches would be like planning yes and they kind of should be carried out like if you if you're in an area where you know it's a new house mm-hmm. it'd be lovely you buying your new house but then what if you find out that across the road like there's another apartment block and your whole light's going to be blocked yeah so searches will tell you about the individual that's selling it and just make sure that the no one's going to come collecting their debt from your property that they would yeah. have listed as an asset previously exactly and then it's also there'll be things about the area that the property's yeah. built in yeah or if it's going to interfere with just your your like what you think is going to be there and what will mm. end up being there yeah and generally if the surveyor can carry that out for you that's even better because yeah. by the time you get into us you're you know, you're ready to buy, really. Yeah. So they don't do just on a side note. So in London, we do like searches like flooding, highways, chancel searches, all about the area. They don't do that here. No, you do judgment, bankruptcy, insolvency, planning and land registry or registry deeds. Depending okay, wow. On the okay, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. When are they done in the process? And do they have the potential to hold up the closing? Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. So they're done on the morning of the closing. You requisition your searches. It's part of that stage three. You're requisitioning your searches for the date of the closing so that your monies have come down. It's an mm-hmm. old synchronizing now. Your monies in, are in your account. The balance of funds has been paid in by the first time buyer. Like yeah. they paid in their, their balance of funds, which is it's the last thing on the account, mm-hmm. which is the stamp duty, landers fees, all of those. They're, they're, that amount is paid just before the closing. Yeah. So it might be about a week before. Mm-hmm. So there's two payments that the that the first time buyer should know about. One is the deposit when they come in. That's yep. the first one. And the second payment is nearer the end very close to the closing date. And, and you hold those funds and you release them to the other solicitor. Yes, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hold all the funds from the bank as well. Yeah. So all the monies come together and I transfer them to the solicitors and they hold them in trust until I have the title deeds and until my searches are clear. So at that stage, the searches, I send the searches to the other side. I'll, I'll have sent the searches to my law searcher. Mm-hmm. They'll carry out searches on title and they might go, something let's say something comes up let's say there's a judgment against your vendor let's say they didn't pay their gas bill or something even back in 1994 or whatever Mm -hmm. and it turns up on the on the search then I shouldn't close that purchase until that judgment has been dealt with and even new houses we're searching against the developer as well so they'll have lots of charges and stuff because obviously they've got heaps of money from Gosh, the bank yeah I never thought about the developers yeah, <laughs> yeah. get the developer. so they have to give me <laughs> undertakings as well to say that they'll give us partial discharges and they have to explain everything on the searches mm. so a big part of the solicitor's role is those searches yeah it's a big part yeah. to ensure that all everything that has turned up on those searches have been explained such it's such good security as well that it's all being done like all those yeah. things that could be grey areas in the future are done yeah and then by the and your money is being held by your solicitor and then it is not being transferred 
anywhere until those searches are all ticked. Well, what happens is it actually gets transferred to the vendor solicitor and yeah. they hold it Amazing. until we, until the purchaser says they can release it. Yeah. So it's always held in trust in their client account mm-hmm. and they can't release those monies until we're satisfied as the searches. And that's the letter that goes back. It's basically saying we're completely satisfied with your searches. Um, thank you. Kindly release your funds to your client and authorize um, the keys to be released to my client. Mm-hmm. So that's be kind of the letter. And so at that stage, this is still near the end of stage three, actually. <laughs> at that stage, um, we'll be phoning you up saying congratulations and you can go and pick up your keys. <laughs> now yeah. you can order your removal van. <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can order your removal van. <laughs> and so they go pick up their keys up yeah. and that brings us nicely into stage four. <laughs> which is the actual closing, yeah. which is we go on to stamp and register. Yes. This stage, I'm always like, this is like such a juicy stage because yeah. now you're making sure that I own the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you, it has been transferred into your name and we have all the deeds, but you're under a duty to stamp the deed within 44 days. Otherwise yeah. penalty will incur. And so we have to stamp the deed and we have to then get all the documents ready for registration. And then, believe it or not, it goes into the land registry. And in this country, it can take quite a while. And first houses, it can take anything up to two years. Oh, wow. It's a, registered. Lot, it's a yeah. long time in, and in, in as well. Yeah, because yeah. we've gone into a backlog. And mm-hmm. then on the on secondhand houses, actually, they're quicker. Yeah. And so the file remains in our office. And then... At the end of the process, we send all the title deeds back to the bank. So the bank have your title deeds wow. once you have a mortgage on it. They don't remain in our office. Because, wow, I didn't yes, know that. Yeah, wow. the bank takes your title deeds. When your mortgage is paid off, yeah. then you then you can get your title deeds back. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I think I'd actually prefer someone just minding them anyway. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're in very safe hands in the bank. <laughs> Super yeah. safe. Super safe. Best exactly. safe in town. Oh my yeah. God, that's like the overview of that process, I think, even though I've bought loads I'm not as involved in the obviously the solicitor side so it's yeah. so interesting to know that and I think when people say like I don't know what's going on they know now and I would to be to be honest with you I would never have had that conversation with a first time buyer if they came in to see me yeah. because it's quite an overwhelming amount of information to yeah. give to somebody so that's why we always break it down Mm-hmm. And we just do stage one over the phone. Stage two, they come in. Stage three, we're working in the background. We explain what we're going to be doing. And stage four, they close. They don't know anything about stamping and registration other than they've paid their monies for that. Yeah, they don't need to know. Happen, they're hanging their clothes up in their they wardrobe. Don't need, exactly. <laughs> they're unpacking their clothes. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your type. People differ and so do mortgages. Some mortgages provide certainty when it comes to monthly repayments, while others can fluctuate up and down. Matching you to the right mortgage couldn't be easier. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Is there anything you think first-time buyers need to know that isn't something that would be involved in your second purchase? Yeah, so there's a lot of grants available to first-time buyers. Yeah. So there's, in this country, like there's help to buy. Yes. 
and then there's first home scheme mm-hmm. and there's affordable housing scheme I'm not a financial advisor mm-hmm. and it's best to get financial advice on those but help to buy is a revenue thing mm-hmm. it's only on a, it's only on a brand new house but you can get up to 30,000 as part of a deposit wow on a first time buyer so yeah. it's really worth investigating that yeah. then the first home scheme it's kind of an equity scheme where I think they give up to about 30%, but I'm not mm. sure. And then they claw that back. Like if you go, when you sell it later on, they get 30% back of the market value then. Oh, I see. So when it like basically increases in value, they're almost doing it as an investment. Their little bit gets yeah. increased as well. But mm-hmm. it also provides a kind of a platform for first time buyers to be able to to get a little bit of extra money. Mm-hmm. It might be in the in the situation where there are no gifts or, you know, where there's no big wad of cash in the background or yeah. somebody's, you know, there's plenty of people in that situation. Yeah, there's so many people, there is no large deposit or access to That's a cash right, gift yeah. or you're buying on your own, for example, yeah. and you're not, you're not, pooling two incomes you know exactly. I think that's most first time buyers out there now will I know in London it's the same a lot of people are looking into grants a lot yeah. more than before because it's needed before than ever yes that's right and they and they have kind of come up now mm-hmm. so there's another thing called an affordable housing scheme so that's done through kind of a county council local Dublin City Council or Kildare County Council or whatever your area is yeah. and again it's in relation to um, new houses all these are available for new houses not for second hand mm-hmm. and then just to say also those those grants are also available to people who are starting over so I think that's really interesting oh, so, so look it's worth that. looking into yeah. if you're divorced and you're going by and you can be considered as a first time buyer yeah. for in terms of some of those grants I so think so you can have access to it if, you, if you're yeah. divorced that's, yeah. really, that's really like a divorce know. or a separation or it's like a start over yeah um, that's great yeah, so, so it's, it's accessible yeah really good yeah. to know yeah, yeah. wow yeah. I didn't know that at all that's brilliant yeah I didn't know that myself yeah I'm at the age <laughs> now I was, was at the age when everyone was getting married and I'm at the age everyone's getting divorced now so yeah, that's yeah. actually <laughs> that's really good to know yeah during the conveyancing process we can see the different stages that you've gone through is and the costs that are involved so you will give the list of on their account like their viable yeah. that they have is there anything any other costs that could crop up during the conveyancing stages or is it pretty much a set list of costs? You really would have a set list of costs. What might differ or what might sometimes can change is where you've got that survey done and a big piece of work comes up. Other things that can come up is little bits jutting out from neighbours' properties. Oh my God. And the boundaries <laughs> of the properties, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and like these things kind of didn't really come up before, but I think as, I think it was because people weren't moving in the last, say, about 10 years mm-hmm. that they, that, you know, they extended onto their properties. And so like there can be little roofs a couple of feet over and when you go to see your house you know the home you're going to move to you want to be looking out for that with a surveyor and then if that comes up you want to see if you're going to extend your house if that's going to bump into that piece that overhang Yeah, you know so overhangs are getting a little popular I can imagine they can be a problem if there is an overhang you would be looking for some sort of a boundary agreement with the neighbour that you've had you know that has been in place or something like that Mm -hmm. you know that they're not going to 
it's a complex thing. I won't really want to get into it too much, but yeah. it is something to just be aware of. Yeah. So look at extent, like just be aware it could happen. Just be aware, like the surveyor should pick it up. Yeah. But um, in terms of extra costs, um, sometimes people may have come into me and it might look like a straightforward purchase mm-hmm. and then suddenly we're into a first home scheme. So have to buy isn't too much of a bother at all. Like mm-hmm. that wouldn't make very much difference. But a first home scheme is actually a whole pack that it's like having a more mortgage. Oh wow, okay. Same um, kind of process that the yeah. lender almost involved. But those, you know, generally we would ask the question at the very outset, are you getting a first home scheme? So that there's nothing the kind cost. of major that kind of kind of crops up at that Not stage? Not really, no. So you should really be walking out of your solicitor's office knowing what your, you know, your budget. Yeah, that's you, great That's what know. everybody's on to yeah. is like, they want to know how much they have to pay at the end of the day because yeah. they want to buy their sofa and they want to buy their yes. fridge freezer yeah. and they want to buy the nicest one. And they know so, that there might be a boiler change yeah. and stuff like that. Would you recommend that they organise a viewing right before completion just to make sure everything's ticked off? Yeah, a lot of people like to do that now. Mm-hmm. So some people, well, with a brand new house, you're going to be doing a snag list. Yes. And then so you'll get your snag done and you'll give the snag to the developer and then the developer will carry out the works and then you'll go back a second time to see it mm-hmm. and to see that your snags have been done, including your paint around your light switches, these kind <laughs> of things, bug people. So they so when all that's done, you're happy with your brand new house to walk into it. So that's kind of straightforward enough. Yeah. In a second hand house, really, while you're walking into it, you've already had your survey done, so you're not going to be bringing up anything else there. <laughs> you're really walking in to see if the Shed's been emptied. Yeah, if the and attic's the attic empty. been emptied yeah. or whatever. Now in Ireland, like a lot of people take people at face value, and to be honest with you, you can kind of rely on mm. that. But a lot a lot of the younger people coming up now, they want to have that little second look to make sure everything's done. And there shouldn't be a problem with that. Mm. Like the estate agent will arrange for that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that yeah. can just be done with the estate agent. That all goes through the estate agent. The solicitor doesn't really deal with that. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Because they have their keys. The yeah. estate agent have key to let you in or out. And they have the relationship with the vendor. Exactly. So they don't so need to go through the legal process to get that extra viewing. They so it's don't. Great. You can just tee that up. They can tee yeah. that up with the when they leave the office. They can arrange to do that. Amazing. Once they know their closing date. Yeah. Perfect. Like this has been so informative. I think yeah. it's, you don't often get to hear this overview of the conveyancing process. So it's like so yeah. helpful. Um, from an emotional point of view, let's say yeah. to a first time buyer starting out, what would be some wise words you would say to them before they start out? You've met so many. Do you have any? Yeah. You gave me like top notch advice on how to go into my first year of grief and yeah. I trust you with my life. On that. So is there any words that you would give somebody going out on the first time buyer yeah, journey? Well, you see, it's a stressful process. It's an exciting process, and it's a and sometimes it's seen as a very stressful process. And this can be fear. But if you can flip that fear into excitement, yeah. you know, if you can take that fear and just flip it into excitement and trust trust that the people that you're with are going to do the job. That's very often what I say to first time buyers that come into the office is like, just leave this with me now mm-hmm. and kind of enjoy this moment. I often say that to them, actually. Yeah. It's a funny thing to say. <laughs> the girls in the office, they say, you're gas like, but it is really super important to say this. I often say like, now take an exhale and clink a glass. Yeah. Clink a glass this evening. Clink you know? that glass. Yeah. I think in life, sometimes people let those moments go, yeah. like the celebratory moments you know mm-hmm. and I've done this myself I do it all the time myself yeah. <laughs> is I bypass yeah that kind of celebratory moment 
um, instead of taking a breath and just going, wow, actually, we've arrived at this place. Yeah. This is really exciting. I'm at the conveyancing yeah, stage. Just feel that, like yeah. feel into it, that we've just signed a contract for a new house and enjoy it. Oh, I've got chills. Like that is actually you're paying such, a lot of yeah. money for this process. And it's like, don't skip over the enjoyment of it because it is quite a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, slow it down a little bit. Just slow it down for yourselves. Yeah. And also, like, if you're buying it, if you're buying a house on your own, don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid. Like, I see my my little um, lo, um one solos come in to do buy their first. I'm so proud of them. This it's is iconic so coming yeah. in on your own. Yeah. And buying. Honestly, I just think like it's a there's such a generation now out there of people buying by yeah. themselves. Yeah. And I just think it's so impressive. It must be really difficult when you just want to sit and talk to someone like let's say a couple has somebody who's in the exact same stage of the process to talk to about it yeah oh that was difficult today oh we got that news today so like it's no mean feat going in by yourself to mentally manage it on your own yeah you know and that's what I always see aside from the financial being able to get there financially just that kind of like stage of the process of not having someone alongside you in the same stage yeah I just think it's so impressive when to be honest with you there's pros and cons to that oh (laughs) I could see that and the viewings yeah and the viewings because like when you're in the partnership you have got to consider the other you know, know. there's always the relationship <laughs> with the other whereas while you're in you know somebody coming in the door they are a bit unsettled yeah. um, about like oh my god can I actually handle this mm-hmm. yeah you can because you got this far Yes. And it's the same with, you know, you've got this far. This is this is the nice piece. This yeah. is the piece where you have your loan, you've got your house and it's time now. It's just like exhale and just like enjoy this part of the process, yeah. I'd say. And also for, for first time buyers starting out and buying, whether you're in a couple or whether you're on your own, it's like to kind of resource yourself a little bit because it can be a stressful process. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot to be done. Yeah. Do your lists resource yourself do a bit of meditation yeah <laughs> do a bit of yoga like just resource yourself to so that you have capacity to enjoy it yeah because you know we can bypass those things and you lose the you know, that's just what life is about you know yeah. it's an exciting thing to do you have to stop and pat yourself on the back and I think yeah the solicitor stage is I always think of it as the one person in the whole house buying process who has your back. Yeah. They are, you are instructed by the first time buyer and you are doing everything you can to make sure that everything is sound for them. Yeah. So it's almost like getting to the top of the mountain and being able to just, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like get to the top of the mountain. And yeah, tap yourself on the back and, yeah. and, and take a breath, take an exhale. Don't forget to exhale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely message. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to ah. give us such wisdom and also educate us on the process of ah. the conveyancing because I'm not the only one that's such a grey area for Manny. Yeah. So I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome. It's so nice to see you again. Yeah, well. you too, Laura. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. How can people find you? Oh, I'm in Farron Bowley Cottages mm-hmm. and my number is 01216 um, and my email address is paula at paulamcue.ie Stunning. So yes. they've got the goddess line, they've got the email. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. Okay. Let's talk approval in principle. Finding your dream home takes time. And that's where mortgage pre-approval comes in handy. For your approval in principle, simply have a lender assess your creditworthiness and give you an estimated amount. With Bank of Ireland, 
you get 12 months approval in principle, giving you more time to get it right. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.